What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast, the official podcast of MetalNexus.net, where you can get all your show reviews, concert reviews, and so much more. And with me, as always, is Mr. Daniel Terry. How are you doing this evening? Oh, my goodness, man. I am overworked and underpaid. I think that's a, uh, oh, God, it would have been funnier if I could remember the band name. Uh, Money for Nothing Chicks for Free, Dire Straits. Yeah. Something like that. It's hot outside. <laughs> I feel like I could turn that into a soundbite. It's hot outside. It is. It is really hot outside. The heat is uh, here on this episode with uh, Bo Bocan, uh, Bless the Fall, the singer. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Dan and I were talking before we hit record on this, you know, that it's uh, it's one of those things that you kind of forget how long some of these band people have been in. You know, we, we did the episode with uh, Corey from Norma Jean, which I realized when I was listening back to the episode we posted with Will Putney, I called him Brandon, which, I mean, technically isn't wrong, but I was like, what the fuck? But then I think it was because we had just done the Brandon Saller episode, too. Yeah. So I was thinking of... I had two different Brandon's first and last name. So, I mean, it all works, but it's one of those things, you know, we were talking about how Corey Brandon is, you know, he is the longest tenured member in Norma Jean at this point, but people still identify him as the new person. Craig has been out of Bless the Fall for a very long time, like basically only put out, I think, one record, and Bo has been the long standing vocalist in the band, but people still think of him as the new person in the band because it's not the original person. And it kind of has made me realize how weird that is that someone will always be the new guy. Like, you know, I think, what is it? Kiss that has a Tommy Thayer or whatever in the band. And it's like, okay, dude's been in the band for like 20 fucking years. Like he's not new (laughs) at that point to kiss fans. That's like what? Five minutes. Sure. You know, uh, I, I think, yeah, it's actually funny because whenever I was like, "Oh, bless the fall," they're cool. I still think of them as a new band. Yeah, and they've they've been around forever. Like I think about fifteen years now. Yeah, yeah. Like it's. I remember seeing. I remember seeing bless the fall original lineup on um, a radio rebellion tour. Oh wow! Which was uh, yeah, that's that's really going back. It was uh, bless the fall opening and then it was uh fear before the march of flames between the buried and me and then norma jean was the headliner well i see why you were there yeah pretty much every single band that i love was there and i hadn't even heard of bless the fall yet and i was like hey these guys are pretty cool too so i mean it was a win for everybody involved yeah i remember catching bless the fall on mtv x uh right before that channel went away and i think it was the video for uh guys like you make us look bad yeah and I was just like, oh, this is aggressive. And then all of a sudden it came to that bridge section. It was all like nice and pretty and then cut back in with the aggressiveness. I was like, oh. And it sounds really stupid to say that it's like, oh, I hadn't really heard a band go that like pretty sounding for a bridge or whatever. Because usually there was always that sense of uh, aggression still packed within it. And uh, they were the first that kind of made me take attention for how long they played that thing. I mean, I think like Haste the Day on, what is it, Blue 42 or whatever, was like the only band that like had a very long bridge section that was more mel- melodic than anything. Yeah. Oh, Blue 42. That's still that's still a great Get Pumped song. But yeah, this, uh, this interview kind of... Sorry, I'm cracking open another beer. Uh, drinking a Hams after drinking a PBR, so I'm kind of keeping it uh, sleazy. I'm drinking a terrible beer. It says uh, Boulevard and Broken Dreams on that. Is that what I see? It's a no, it's for it's Boulevard Brewing Company out of Kansas City, Missouri. But um, yeah, this is their Jam Band Berry Ale. Oh, and um, it it tastes like absolute garbage, just like a Jam Band. But I've still but I've still got two of them left, and you know I have to drink them. So have to have to being the operative term. Yes. I mean, I'm glad I didn't buy more than that one Enter Night beer because I would have had to have drank those, but. I would have complained about it the whole time. That's pretty much what I do, man. 
I should start my own podcast complaining about beers. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, we did that already. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, I thought that was what the whole rebrand was about. That's right. That's right. Sorry. I, dude, the heat's getting to me, man. I guess. Anyway, um, but no, this this is a fun chat. Uh, you know, I've heard Bo on a couple other podcasts, and, you know, a lot of the interviews, I mean, that's kind of the tough thing about doing this podcast sometimes, is, like, you hear other, the guests we have on sometimes, and... You know, like you, you get excited about talking to these people, but then you kind of realize like this thing was kind of already covered with this podcast. If this thing was covered on this podcast, like what's the different thing? And, you know, I know in this, like I kind of had talked about like, oh, I quit my nine to five and blah, 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 blah. But the thing that intrigued me is it's just like, you know, I know like when we talked to Maddie Mullins, it was like, oh, like you're busy with this tour, like touring in the band and you got a palmade company and then you go home and like you do some like ministry work with your wife, like what's working with your wife like, like how do you separate all your, your work and personal life and so forth. And then the more I thought about it with Bo though, it's like his wife who is, I mean, maybe you are or are not aware of this this uh, person, but his wife is uh just, you know, this little entertainer you might have heard of called uh, Lights, you know? Yeah. She, uh pretty big fucking deal <laughs> yeah no no joke and you know the fact that they have a kid i think their kid is i want to say like five or six maybe but i mean at that age now where it's like it's a little bit harder to just kind of pack them up and take them with you on a tour or you know whatever but it's like they're both constantly on the road and it's like jesus christ like how how do you even manage that if you never see each other seemingly and then on top of that it's like you know like my wife you know, as we, as you'll hear in the conversation, it was just kind of like one of those things where as we're talking about relationships and so forth, it's like, how are you, how do you be supportive of someone who works in the same industry as you do and potentially like there's no, you know, not getting jealous because of the success that they may be having where you might be like, well, fuck, like I want that success and I want these things. And even though it, you know, your success is my success in a marriage or whatever, that it still turns into a thing like how do you not get competitive or jealous? And it's like that was kind of interesting to me. And I don't know if it is for anybody else, but I don't know. I mean, we've talked quite a bit on this podcast about other podcasters and other podcasts that we look up to and that it's it's healthy competition but the, it's not like they're every like, to quote Jamie Josta, high tide raises all ships. Um, but it's one of those things like how do you find that balance of of not being jealous of somebody else when they have the thing that you are also doing and want? Yeah, I mean, obviously the correct thing to do is just like meet that person, have them come on your podcast and talk about Asley dying for five hours, and then you both continue forward doing a new podcast, <laughs> a new podcast name. Uh, in all seriousness though, um, it's a great quote, the high tide raises all ships. And especially like for me, I guess I just kind of consider all the other podcasters like my friends. And for some reason, whenever I put them in that context, it doesn't ever feel like competition. Like it's one of those like, yeah, dude, I'll give you the shirt off my back right now. If it helps you do better or, or you get more downloads. And, you know, I think, I think in that case with it, with it being his wife, you know, like, yeah, dude, like he he is sharing in that with her so i think i think i think the the relational aspect of it um is really what makes the big difference and kind of talking and sharing things let's go ahead and share this conversation with you with bo from bless the fall and we will talk to you afterwards <laughs>
So I have the pleasure of sitting with uh, Bo from Bless the Fall, who are here in Grand Rapids, Michigan at the intersection on a stop of their tour. Uh, I got to say, it looks like the tour has been doing pretty well so far. Uh, I mean, either sold out or mostly sold out. I feel like these kind of package tours are interesting because, like, you took out a, a rather younger band in Palisades. And, you know, you got slaves who are kind of going through some changes and so forth and, and kind of some uncertainty there. And then, you know, you guys who are about a year into your last record. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like an, a little uneven territory there. So, like, how is it knowing that, you know, the fans are coming out in droves and supporting this package? It's good, man. It's good. And I, I, I won't – I'll be the first to say that there's definitely some shows that are better than others. Like, just because we're playing these, like, very offshoot market cities. Yeah, I haven't and, been able uh, to figure out if this is a, a BC market tool. I, I'd what, say what <laughs> <laughs> I love the town. I love – like, it's awesome to go walk around. I've, we've – just went to Founders down the road, went to the coffee shop. Um, but it's probably more of a C-ish market, for, especially for them like us. You know, uh, it's kind of a college, college town vibe, I guess. Right? Is that what I'm? Oh, that's the kind of no, vibe I'm getting. No, it, honestly, it's really not. It's more of a, I would say. Uh, it's funny. I've been going on record as saying as I feel like with now this where we're at right now in the intersection, uh, having being more like uh, the Crowfoot out in Pontiac, being like okay, a multi-venue yeah. venue, um, and us being you know now we have a, another Live Nation venue in uh, Twenty Monroe, and we have uh, some other mid-level venues that kind of fill a lot of different spaces. I feel like we're actually able to compete with a lot of B markets and maybe okay. a strong like A minus market if that was such a okay. thing. Okay, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I think the hard part is is we're between Chicago and Detroit, which sure. is definitely two A markets. Yeah. So you know, just where we lie is of course indicative yeah. of what we are. Yeah. But, um, no, but yeah. I think it's a. I think we're a good spot for for music, but it's more like I think a young professionals kind of town. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but no, it's a great <laughs> town, and you know, like I said, most of the shows are are, are great, but you got those. Little towns like Springfield, Missouri, who, you know, I don't know. They're just maybe not hotbeds for <laughs> our type of music. But uh, it's been fun. All the bands are great. So kind of want to talk a little bit about the single you dropped with, uh, is, it, is it Kezo? Is that how you pronounce it? Kezo, yeah. Okay. I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, single in the fact that, A, you know, it kind of comes in between, you know, something I've been really focusing on and hammering is, you know, are we in an EP singles world now in the music industry or do fans really clamor for the full length experience? And so seeing you kind of drop this single and it's kind of, I don't know if a little left of center would be kind sure. of the term it, I want to use. Definitely. But I mean, like, I feel like you guys have kind of sprinkled in some of the, the vibes of this song already throughout your discography. So it kind of makes me wonder, like, does doing something like this kind of entice you to kind of be like, well, if our fans kind of feel this, maybe we can kind of push what Bless the Fall is in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah, you know what? Just being a band for as long as we have, um, you know, every record I think is, is pretty eclectic so to speak like you know there's witness and and one so our biggest songs are like hollow bodies and and hey baby so if you look if you played them back to back a per just a regular average joe would have no clue would not think that this is the same exact band right, right. It, it, they'd probably kind of sound. so i think that we've gotten um pretty lucky in that uh, our fan base can expect that from us can expect a left to center you know uh type type vibe where uh you know, we put out, you know, some songs that can sound like pop songs because that's what we like. Like, right. that's not what we're not doing it to be popular. Or write something that's popular at the moment. Like we're writing. This is what we feel like. My favorite band is Blink-182 and Killswitch Engage and the Mars Volta <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Right. Minor Threat. Like, these are all my influences. So I like uh, I think the fans were like, damn, this is this is rad. And, and we actually had uh, his Big Chocolate was his name and remixed. Uh, a song off uh, it was the, the pro uh, promised ones and that was very similar situation to this he wasn't as 
as big as Keizo is. Keizo right. is, is doing great. He's doing amazing. And he's awesome. I love that he's uh, a kid from the scene. He's like a warp Tour kid, essentially, right? Like, I don't know if that's a that's a good way to put it, but well, he say, I think loves that's, the music. That's a far-reaching term because, like, warp Tour, warp Tour, if you were a little bit older than me, I'm in my mid-30s, so it's like if warp Tour, if you were, like, 40-something, was, you know, like, rancid sure. and, yep. you know, like... You no know, facts. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a more traditional punk thing. Sure. But if you're coming up in the last five to ten years, Warp Tour could be anything from an indie acoustic act to, <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to say this band anymore because they're canceled, but like a Blood on the Dance Floor or things yeah, like that, yeah, which yeah. kind of branch into like yeah, EDM Yeah, it got so kind forth. of convoluted. There's definitely like a, you know, a lot of gray area yeah. in the Warp Tour world. But yeah, so I guess what I mean, he's, he's from the metalcore, pop punk world, yeah. right? Um, and it's awesome. Like, I love what he's doing. I love that he's taking it. And he's playing our songs at Coachella, which those people, people <laughs> that go there will never have probably ever heard of Bless the Fall or, um, or like EDC. And, you know, people send us videos like, dude, like I'm at the show, your song's playing. And I'm like, that's sick, you know. Um, so I like the fact that he is, is from sort of this world, loves it, and is taking it to this whole other world that has, you know what I mean, and, and combining the two. Yeah. And, uh, and so what we had was uh, Before the Storm – we didn't have it titled. It was actually a, a song that didn't make hard feelings. Okay. So we took the song, and he basically Kaiser reached out. I was like, do you guys want to work together? I'm like, dude, yeah, I love what you're doing. I love what you do with uh, Spencer and Aaron from Under Oath. And I was like, dude, let's do something. We have this song that we didn't put on the record. Like, I don't know what we're going to do with it. Like, we're <laughs> maybe going to drop it as, like, a random single at some point. What do you think? And he really loved it. So he just fucking did his thing with it. And we were stoked, and he gave it life, you know? So I think that's pretty cool. I, you know, like going back to what you asked earlier about are we in a singles type of world right now, I, I don't know if our band necessarily is because I feel like our fans want to hear a record. Okay. They don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wouldn't mind trying to do it again. Like, I wouldn't mind trying to drop a single and kind of see how it goes. But our fans, I feel like we put our heart and soul in, into a whole body of work. And you got to listen to, like, the first song to the last song. Right. And that's what we, we, like, kill ourselves. Like, <laughs> we shouldn't. We shouldn't because people can just download our shit for free now. But we literally, like, dissect our album, like, when we're putting the songs in order. Of, like, what are people going to, you know, what's the roller coaster we're going to take them on? How are we going to end this a certain way? So if you notice, every song that we every song that we start a record with is very big. It's, like, anthemic. Yeah. And, you know, and goes, goes, goes. And it kind of it kind of evens out. And then we have this big sort of dramatic ending, right? Like Welcome Home and Stay Still and um, things like that. I can't even think of all of our songs that we have right now. But, uh, yeah, so we, we love we love the album format. That being said, I wouldn't mind trying to drop another random song at some point and just seeing what happens. Yeah, experiment. It's kind of interesting. So you don't know this, but, like, my headspace has been very immersed in the episode we dropped earlier today with Corey Brandon from Norma Jean. And so in the interview, we were talking about, you know, Corey made the comment about, you know, trying to appease longtime fans of the band, even though obviously no one in the band is an original member at this point and so forth. And, it, you know, it kind of got me thinking as I was preparing, as I was preparing for this interview and thinking about the fact that, you know, you've been in this band longer than any other vocalist at this point, but you're still deemed the new guy sometimes, which, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, do you, do you kind of have the same mentality maybe as like Corey does like where it's like we want to do stuff that appeases the fans that have been around since like day one however we also want to take the band into where we're continuing to take it and push the boundaries of what bless the fall is yeah yeah no definitely i think uh 
pushing the boundaries is important to just grow and um, so you don't feel like you're writing the same shit over and over and over but bless of all has a sound that sort of uh, you know you know there's a certain sound that we that we had that made us who we are and I think that we're never gonna like throw that away completely we're never gonna go like well now we sound like the 1975 you know like <laughs> it's never gonna be that but at the same time like I said we have tons of influences tons of different influences and inspirations and music that we like so you you will always hear that in our albums you always hear our inspirations you know some you know uh, we have a song called like bone screws this sounds like a pop punk song like yeah the straight up like fast pop punk song and that's because that's what we like as well whether it's left you know whether and i think that at this point like our fans can be like stoked when we try you know things that are new like hard feelings um definitely had a sound right like we found like hollow bodies had a sound yeah. right and and so i think that you find that sound and then you just kind of stick with it what you know no matter what it is and um i know i, f- I feel like the response for hard feelings is, has been really cool like seeing you know does the impact because i know like i kind of like just like it's called hard feelings i like (laughs) i poured you know i poured a lot of a lot of um of my heart into like those lyrics which i do on every record but right this one especially because we were going through you know changes and um i don't know i feel like i want to relate to everyone out there because i know everyone's going through you know something (laughs) yeah no it was just like i said it was i was really immersed in this thing and as i kept listening to Corey kind of explain that i was like you know you know both kind of in that same situation and so i was like maybe there's a parallel there that you know would be interesting to kind of tap into um kind of completely shifting gears um this has been something that's been way more personal uh of a discovery for me to ask people when i'm interviewing them um i recently talked to maddie mullins and kind of hit on this so uh you don't know this, but uh, very recently I quit my nine to five to, to focus on doing this podcast oh, thing nice. and kind of doing a side hustle that you know will allow me to pay my bills and so forth. Sure. Um, the thing I don't think anyone really ever tells you when you decide to go all in on something is literally how all in it, it it is and encompasses all of your life. Like if I'm not doing this, then I'm doing you know trying to make money. But the flip side of that is like I'm married and I've been married for a little while. I've been with my wife for almost a decade total, and so like I've been trying to find that nice middle ground where it's like I can be goal oriented and driven in a career hopefully while also supporting hers and so forth but like I look at you know you and your wife and you guys are between the two of you constantly touring (laughs) and you have a kid which we don't have a kid we have a dog and sometimes I know I know people don't like having children compared to animals but I will say at times it is uh, a bit the same where you're like I want to pick up and go to Detroit oh who's gonna watch the yeah. Okay, I got to figure that There's out. There's a lot of parallels. There man. is. There's a lot of parallels. Um, so, I mean, kind of wanted to pose the question to you. How do you find that nice balance between being able to work both of your careers independently while also finding the balance of home life? Yeah, honestly, man, it's uh, <laughs> it, it's been it's been a, a fucking circus trying to trying to trying to balance um, you know family with a career and everything else. Uh, it, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, has been very good to us, and we've been able to have family help us out and not have to have left her alone, you know, with family. She's not alone. She's with right. her cousins and everything else, and um, and we've been lucky enough to have that support system, and, um, you know, we just had six months off, 
So I was like, this is fucking great. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of more uh, videography. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm doing, like, brand content. Or yeah, I, I did a little music video for lights as well. Yep. And that was, like, my first kind of, like, all right, I'm going to go rent some, like, lighting. And we're going to, like, have a storyboard and, like, try to make this thing cool. And I did all, like, the animation for it and stuff like that. So that's sort of my way of, like, okay, maybe we can come off the road a little bit. We don't have to be on the road the way we were before. And as my daughter gets older start realizing you're gone a lot more right like I've been FaceTiming her she's never never once been like when are you coming home or I miss you or what until this tour where she's like miss you dad I wish you were coming home and I'm like oh god okay this is crazy like <laughs> now it's getting real so um uh so yeah I think it's just a, mat a matter of like okay let's slow down the touring we don't have to do it the way we used to right where we were like man we were gone all yeah. the time I was home for like couple weeks at a time yeah. you know and I think that if we all sort of find that balance I think it's another thing side note tangent a matter of um, just being aware of opportunities right a lot of people kind of like well I'm waiting for that like one thing and whatever else but you just have to always constantly just be aware of opportunities take take advantage don't be afraid to ask for things um, don't be afraid to just you know pour your heart and your life into something that you really do love and that you want to work out like you know like podcasting or whatever you know like I tried it for a little bit I tried to have my own podcast I realized how hard it was I realized that how hard it was to get sponsors even with someone like myself who has a following yeah. and I was able to get some big names you know on my podcast and I think did like six episodes or whatever but I just realized how hard it was I'm like okay cool that was a little creative venture you know right. what I mean but had I been maybe more, um, you know, inspired to do it, you know, I would have gone all in. So I, th I think just, I don't know, always be aware of, like, the, there's tons of opportunities out there. And you just have to be, like, cognizant yeah. um, and, and just like, take those, those moments when, when they come. I think some people just miss out on those because they're, they're not thinking about it. They're not paying yeah. attention. You know what I mean? They're, like, focused on something else. It's, like, there's op tons of opportunities, so. Um, but yeah, you just gotta, I don't know, we just had, we just made it work, man. We just made it work and, and here we are. So another weird facet, it's not weird actually, it's the wrong adjective. Um, interesting facet of, uh, at least your relationship with your wife and something I was trying to, I've been trying to find parallels in, you know, uh, my wife works in the pharmaceutical industry and switched jobs recently and has a, you know, decades long career at this point. And, you know, I'm trying to trying to be supportive in her career while also like this thing is starting to kind of pick up and, and you know I know she's supportive of what I'm doing but I was kind of thinking you know looking at your guys's relationship your wife and yours relationship and kind of thinking about is it trying to be polite in this is it hard sometimes to be so focused on what you're doing and trying to make that thing succeed but also being supportive of your spouse sure, yeah. and not seemingly belittling what they're accomplishing totally no they're I, i'm definitely aware of that it's funny <laughs> you mentioned that just because at one point i would say like okay bless the falls career uh, at least in the united states our shows were bigger than maybe her shows I mean, right people were selling more records whatever the case is and she was like trying to like really break you know and do well in the states and she does amazing in canada now she does well in both you know what I mean? Like, right. I, th I feel like things have, like, have, and, and I was always, like, I'm always cognizant of it, and I'm always, like, 
trying to be um, just aware of it, like, you know, just like support no matter what she's doing. She's like, oh, yeah, today's show sucked and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, don't worry. We played a fucking bar to like 100 people and we've been a band for like 10 years, so don't worry about it. Like, it's right. going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's definitely a bit of, of um, you know, just being courteous, like general, general, um, you know, just being courteous about, you know, I don't brag about anything that we do. I just, I'm constantly just being supportive of, she's doing her art, she's doing her, you know, her, her music, um, and she's got a lot of passions, you know what I mean? She's got a lot of passions, and yeah, the best thing is just to kind of like, just uplift, no matter what, right? Right. So, um, I think that it's like also humbling at the same time where, you know, I've seen how, what sort of the size that Blessed Fall was at one point. And, you know, you kind of get, you know, start playing these like smaller shows and that's just the way the scene works. Like, right. Things are going up and down always, right? We're not like, we've, we were never like this massive band, but we were also never like nobodies, you know? It's like, <laughs> you, you, so you just, you have this like even tempered attitude towards everything and always remain humble and always remember that it could be gone tomorrow. And I think that's sort of what's driven us and kept us around. And, and that's kind of what I tell her, too, at the same time. I'm like, hey, man, you know, like, work as hard as you want and everything else and be stoked. But because it, it could be gone tomorrow. Like, people could just all of a sudden not care anymore. You know? That's <laughs> just, it's just the reality of it. So Is that kind of scary, knowing that both of you are in an industry where that could happen? Uh, not really. I, I feel like I'd, I'm just that kind of person who I have lots of interests. I have a clothing line. I have my videography that I'm doing now. Um, I'm interested in directing and all that other stuff. And I know that's very like, I'm at the very bottom. Yeah. Maybe not the very bottom, maybe like right above the very bottom of the totem pole when it comes to that. But um, I think it's just a matter of like, I don't know. That's how I've grown up my whole life is like I've had sh shitty jobs and I've like always thought about what's the next move? What's the next move? Like I could probably get fired. What am I gonna do next? Like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, uh, what could happen? I, I always thought about that with Bless Fall, too. I'm like, dude, people could stop listening and metalcore or whatever this genre is. People could just give up on it. And, you know, like, what's the next What's the next move? What's the next? I don't know. So I'm uh, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. If, if it goes, it goes. But if not, we love our fans and we love playing for them. And then, you know, hopefully we can do it for, you know, a few more years. What uh what does, you know, kind of in wrapping up, what does uh, the rest of this year hold for you? And how close are we to a new record at this point? Right now, close to a new record? Not close. Nope. But uh, we are, we're going in to write with Tyler Smith, who produced and recorded our last album after this, just to kind of, like, get the juices going and see, you know, what's up. And uh, like I said, we're the touring slowing down heavily. Like, not we're not doing it the way we used to. Um, part of it being that the market is oversaturated. You know, when you oversaturate yourself, you, you, your market values drops, right? Yep. So people think you're going to come back to their city four times because we played Chicago three times this year. It's like, no, like, that's not the way it works. We don't need to do that anymore. So now it's, it's going to slow down. And so hopefully those people in those cities take advantage when we actually come through. Right. <laughs> like, shit, I might not see Bless the Fall next year. But we have, um, we have a pretty cool... A pretty cool uh, idea for a tour lined up in the fall okay. right so we're gonna take the whole summer off and uh, maybe ride a little bit and I'm just gonna you know Eric's got like we all kind of have other interests and passions 
and uh, we're gonna just kind of keep doing those and um, you know if there's a demand for Bless of All to write a, a record immediately we'll, we'll see <laughs> you know what I mean? obviously you're talking about it so that's, well I mean uh, it's just one of those crazy. things like I said like I focus on EPs full lengths and the sure. fickle nature of the industry as a whole now sure um, so I mean to me it's like you know you drop a single even though it's not it was a b-side on your record that didn't even make the record yeah. but people are seemingly liking it yeah, it's kind of hitting in a different avenue so at that point it's just kind of like okay like maybe we just at least get going so like if the demand is there then we kind of got the ball rolling if not then you know we're not rushing into anything either so I just yeah. typically like to ask just for the sake totally. of yeah. kind of getting more into the mindset of like you know you're a little I think you're about a year into this record cycle at this yeah. point oh, so yeah. like what does it still have legs? Is it time to start thinking about another yeah. record? Like what, you know, I just like talking more about the industry side of things. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's in the past. It's been like every two years, put a record out every two years, you know, and now it seems like, man, someone three months after hard feelings came out was like, man, I still love your album. I'm like, fuck. I hope like it came out three <laughs> months ago, like, dude, come on. And so yeah. It's just it's just kind of the day and age we're living in. And, and I think half of that, though, is the fact that now the industry has shifted into when you release a record, you do the promotional single, you do the first single, and then, you know, two months out, a month out, you drop two more singles, maybe yeah. three. Yeah. So you have, if you have an 11, 12-song record, you've already heard five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're already like, oh, that thing already came out a while ago. And you're like, no, it doesn't come out for another month. Yeah. Like, still get excited that you have another half to listen to. So I feel like that's kind of the climate we're in is where we're just being oversaturated with content even when it comes to a rollout material instead of being like, you know, when I was a kid, it's like, here's your one song. Hope that's enough for you for six months. Till the album comes out. Till the album comes out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's different, man. I think that we're we're lucky enough that our fans still buy albums and our our last record did did pretty well, like first week numbers, whatever. well, I was like, thought I was gonna be like half of what it was. I was like, oh shit! Like, just because that's how it is now. Everyone's downloaded and everything else. So we're lucky that our fans um, are 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 diehard and are supportive, and they understand how much we've put into into this, right? So um, yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I, and like I said, I wouldn't mind putting out a, a random single. I think it'd be fun. It's a nice surprise. Lastly, where can everyone find you or the band? At Bless the Fall. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, com for our tour dates. And, uh, yeah, come come hit us up. Tag us and all your stuff because we search our tags because we're weird. I've been noticing <laughs> we, a lot of bands doing that lately. We search all our tags, so we see all the shit talking when people don't add us and just kind of <laughs> say our name. But, uh, but no, we, 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 uh, we love seeing all, all that stuff that's out there, and we appreciate it. Well, thank you very much for taking the time and looking forward to the show tonight. Of course, man. Thanks. So that was my conversation with Bo from Bless the Fall. That was uh, done live, as you could hear, at the intersection in uh, one of the back rooms. Uh, You could actually see this interview. I brought my uh, GoPro with me and uh, filmed it so you can actually see Bo's beautiful face and uh, all that. He's one of those people that kind of... You know, I just don't understand this, and maybe it's because we're in the middle of a heat wave, and actually, as I was, uh, spoiler alerts for an upcoming episode, as I was interviewing AC Slade uh, the other night... And he's wearing, like, you know, jeans with, like, the ripped knees and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm sure those are pretty convenient for you to wear, like, on stage. Like, they got a little bit of give and they're broken in. But all I can ever think about is, like, how fucking gross and hot and sweaty it is on a stage. And you're traveling and it's hot and sweaty because it's summertime. Like, what the fuck? Like, how do people do that? I have no idea. And it's kind of funny because you uh, you can almost hear the sweat uh, in the interview. <laughs> 
I mean, for me, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, it also could have just been that I was in a super hot garage whenever I listened to, uh, to this interview. Uh, <laughs> but it's actually funny that it took me probably three or four days to realize that the intersection was a venue. Oh, <laughs> because I was like, what the hell is this? Is this, is, why wouldn't he have AC in the intersection? Does it just shut off for some reason in his car? Like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, yeah, my post from the Static X show. Yeah, uh, that was, you, you, you know what, I was going to talk about it, but you'll hear more about that uh, when we do the AC Slade episode. Um, All right. But, suffice it to say, it was a sold-out show, and all the people who don't go to shows and haven't been to shows probably in 10, 15 years came out to that, and uh, the mass... At that show was quite large per per person, uh, and as such, body heat, no AC, and stage lights, and all that, and it just ugh. I can just imagine the smell. Ugh. Oh yeah. Ooh, the smell. Oh yeah. But that that being said, uh, no, the Bless the Fall show was kind of interesting. Actually, the funny thing is, is like my wife and I had commented, Palisades at that point uh, had been here in Grand Rapids every two weeks, roughly. Uh, they were on, I don't remember the tour they were on initially. I think maybe it was the Nothing More tour. I think they were opening that or something else we saw. But they were here. Then they hopped on the Ice Nine Kills show that was uh, here. Then they were on something else, maybe the Bad Flower show or something like that. But like it seemed like every two weeks, fucking Palisades was here in Grand Rapids. And I was like, you know, at some point, maybe a booking agent should just be like, yeah, you guys aren't going to do that tour or you're not going to do that date. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But it kind of creates this interesting thing, you know, like, cause Bo and I were talking in the beginning about the whole concept of, you know, A markets, B markets, C markets, and so forth, that I was like, you know, I guess when you're an opening band on a tour, it doesn't matter where you're playing because it's not a headlining run. It's just a support slot. So go wherever the support slot takes you. But it is kind of like one of those things where you look at it and you're like, did no one have the idea or the forethought to be like, hey, you guys have really been hitting this one town a shitload. Uh Maybe maybe we don't have you on this bill or on this date. Yeah, because it's one of those, like, you know, people are starting to think that you're just a local band in that town. Local from California. Right? They're from California. No, I know. I understand your pun. I'm just... You know who else is from California, but not technically? Hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers. No. Yeah, and then Kiedis is from Grand Rapids. <laughs> oh, yeah? That's funny. Until he went under the bridge and... You know, something. And then the bridge magically transformed, transported him to California. California, California. Can you believe that we're from California? I mean, he, he talks about Michigan on a couple songs. Yeah. I don't listen to that much Red Hot Chili Peppers, to be honest. Well, so we can expect that on discography discussion soon enough? Oh, God. 22-minute 20, episode. Okay, that's cool. Actually. The bass was really cool on this record. Next. Speaking of speaking of bassists, though, how about that second crack at our uh, Greg from Audiotopsy episode that uh, all from the Burner Bing uh, meme that's yeah, going around. Yeah, Burber Ding, Burber Ding. I know, that's crazy. How do you have to feel being the guy in that meme? You know, like, I, I've never experienced this, although maybe if I ever get a picture of me get snapped doing something embarrassing. That'll be a meme. But, uh, like, can you imagine, like, the popularity of that meme? And you're just, like, not even a year prior was like, well, the Mudvayne fans just need to wait. Like, could the meme not have been, like, any more of a dude? No, seriously, you need to capitalize on the Mudvayne name, like, right now. Well, I feel like even the meme was going around then because of that, like, the world's most brutal scream. And then it's just the, uh... 
Well, that one that one was older, but no, I mean Berber Ding is is all 2019. Okay, I guess I don't really keep up with my Mudvayne memes, but yeah, well, you know, you should do that. You know, uh, subreddits are a thing. I just like use Reddit for porn. Oh, okay, perfect. And subreddits for porn through porn. Oh, so this is how old I am. I just use 4chan. So you're just looking at pictures of Tub Girl then. Every time. <laughs> and faces of death memes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, stop it. I can't concentrate on this episode. <laughs> is that a is that the blue tip to your microphone or something else? Yeah. <laughs> Incognito mode. Yeah. Anyway, this this <laughs> fell off the rails a plenty. Oh, there we go. That'll make it get back on track. Absolutely. This is the lubricant to uh get the show back on track. Hold on, let me uh all right. But anyway, uh, we're going to... Everybody's like, what the hell am I listening to? Uh, we turned into the uh, Brutally Speaking ASMR show. Oh, man. Dude, the downloads have been through the roof. <laughs> Coincidentally, ever since we made it sound like we were going through a roof. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe it in. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm keeping this in. We're having fun over here on the Brutally Speaking Podcast, though. Dan and I, uh, you know, sometimes I edit these things out, but I think I'm going to start leaving more of this in because it's funny. It gets you to kind of see how the fun we actually have, and it's not quite so serious. Maybe you like that. Maybe you don't. Um, but we're going to kind of... Just let us know. Just leave a comment or something. Yeah, sure. Well, Dan looks like he's grabbing his moccasins. Oh, no, those are his pants. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway... Um, Kind of speaking of something fun, though, and, and having fun, you know, the one thing that I, I did want to touch on, too, with you is, you know, it's been kind of interesting. Like, Bless the Fall did that song with Keizo that's more of that kind of EDM, you know, whatever thing. Right after we did this interview, here comes a day to remember with Marshmallow doing that whatever the fucking song that was. <laughs> and, you know, you've seen some EDM artists, uh, like that one dude, I don't remember who it was, working with uh, with Spencer from uh, Under Oath. Yeah. And Brandon did that uh, song with, and I can't remember who that guy was either, doing uh, Lip Gloss in Black. But, you know, you're starting to see this crossover of, like, metalcore and EDM beyond Skrillex. And I think it's kind of interesting to see if this is going to be a trend that we, we start seeing more often, these collaborations. I think it would be cool. I think metalcore right now is looking for the next evolution. Personally, I don't really want it to be EDM, but, uh, you know, nothing that I want ever happens. So... <laughs> For me, every metalcore band would just go back to sounding like it was 2001. We already had that episode. Oh, yeah. That's right. Man. But in wrapping up, uh, if you would like to keep up with Bless the Fall, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bless the Fall. If you'd like to keep up with Bo, you can find him on Instagram at Bo Bocan. And if you'd like to follow him on Twitter, you can find him at Bo Knows. That's B-E-A-U Knows. And uh, if you get where that is from, well, you're probably too old to be in their demographic of fandom. But, uh... You know, I get it. It's clever. I like it. It's the it's the update uh, for the new generation. And if you would like to keep up with Metal Nexus, you can find them at MetalNexus.net, Facebook at MetalNexus, Instagram at Metal.Nexus, Twitter at Metal underscore Nexus, and now Dan will tell you where he can be found on the interwebs. Well, I can be found on Twitter at DiscussMetalDan and uh, on Gmail at DiscussMetalDan as well at gmail.com. And uh, you can find me on Facebook under just Daniel Terry. And you can also find my other podcast, Discography Discussion, at DiscussMetal.com. 
And if you would like to keep up with all things this podcast, you can find us simply enough at Bruce Speak Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Head over to our YouTube channel. Watch this interview itself. Uh, you won't see me, but you'll see all of Bo, which is the only reason you really want to watch it. And uh, if you would like to email us, you can email us at BrutallySpeaking at gmail.com. Check us out on Patreon. We have one of those, like most podcasts. You can find us on Patreon.com at BrewSpeakPod. Dollar unlocks all the extra bonus content. We have some sweet perks and some tears. Uh, you know, not the kind that you cry out of your eyes, but uh, the T-I-E-R-S, right? Sure. I guess it depends on how much you're paying. I cry every time I give money away. <laughs> I'll, I mean, if you want to buy some stuff from us, I'll, I'll cry on it for you if that'll make you feel better. Yeah, actually, I think, John, didn't you say that, like, if somebody contributes, like, $500 every month that we will send them our bathwater? Uh, sure. I mean, okay, cool. That, that's assuming that I have bathwater, but... Oh, well, you need to take a bath, John. You know, I... I've been meaning to tell again, you this. This is kind of something that, like, you know people are supposed to do i mean once again uh no doubt covered it you know love to swim in your own bath water fair fair i got two in <laughs> i've been too deep i can't get out and if you would like to keep up with our show sponsor the bean bastard you can find them over at thebeanbastard.com check them out on facebook and instagram at the bean bastard as well and for the brutally speaking podcast i am john and i am dan we will talk to you all next sunday from the tragic kingdom